This is the Come A Girl Daily Podcast, written by Stephanie Bond. November 21st, Monday. 22,206. 22,207. The door opened and someone made their way inside with a limp. No, a cane. At first, I thought my dad had graduated from his crutches. Then I caught a whiff of feminine-scented soap. Anyone in the vegetable patch awake? It's Audrey Parks, our former ward mate who had awoken from her coma only to find life outside even more harrowing. Our two previous reunions had not gone well. During the last visit, Audrey had urged Jill Wheatley to give up and die, and Jill had done just that. Audrey had been so adversarial and cruel, hinting we each had serious ailments our doctors were keeping from us, that she had to be forcibly removed. I'm a little surprised Teddy had let her come in, but perhaps he wasn't working, or she had slipped by him. We have a newbie, I see. Audrey said, walking to stand between my bed and Chandra's. I heard you did this to yourself playing a video game? She gave a harsh laugh. And I thought wrecking on water skis was lame. Gosh, Audrey, give the girl a break. If she's semi-aware, she probably hasn't yet grasped the gravity of her situation. She limped to the other side of the room. And Karen... You're still lying there, curled up like an animal. Even if you woke up, they'd have to break your bones to straighten you out. What? You couldn't find disabled kittens to kick across the room? And Marigold, or should I call you Coma Girl, our own little celebrity vegetable, like a Muppet. And you're pregnant with another little vegetable because you don't honestly think this kid is going to come out normal, do you? I strained to lift my foot for one good kick. Just one. But no. Besides, bizarrely, it seems as if that's what Audrey wants. A physical altercation. To hit and get hit back. To feel pain. Well... Not that I think any of you turnips are getting out of here, Audrey said. But if you do, just know you're going to spend most of your life right back here in the hospital to fix all the little things they didn't even know went wrong until you wake up and tell them. Between not being able to work and all my medical bills, I'll be in debt the rest of my life. I have no friends. No social life. And I'm not allowed to drive because I could have a seizure at any time. Why are you here, Audrey? Because you feel picked on by God? And you want to pick on someone too? Anyway, she said, her tone and mood changing as if someone had turned off a switch. I really just came to say goodbye. Okay, that was odd. Maybe she's on medication. She dragged the chair across the room to the little-used bathroom. I wonder if she plans to sit and glare at us all evening. Suddenly, I heard the chair squeak, then topple over, and the scrape of shoes and hands. 
then the grunts of Audrey gasping for breath. With dawning horror, I realize she's trying to hang herself from the bathroom door. And from the choking sounds she's making, if someone doesn't intervene soon, she's going to succeed. I try to rally my resources to move or scream or anything I can do to raise an alarm. But my mind is racing, distracted by the noise of the gruesome scene playing out mere feet away and... I'm paralyzed. The door opened. Thank God. The cavalry. There were three empty parking places next to the elevator, my dad said, stumping in on his crutches. Three. Lazy people park next to the elevator, my mom said, and lazy people ding other people's cars. Carrie, for God's sake, sooner or later, your car's gonna get dinged. Well, it won't be today. It wasn't until they'd both fallen into a sullen silence that the throes of death noises could be heard. What the? My mother screamed as if her hair was on fire, then ran back to the hall. My dad stumped over and, from what I could tell, held Audrey up with his crutches until help arrived to cut her down. So, my dad finally gets to be a hero, and Audrey will live to hate another day. But I'm horrified that this far along into my recovery, I couldn't rouse myself from my deep sleep even when another person's life was in imminent danger an arm's length away. And if a life-or-death crisis won't jar my body out of its fugue state, then I'm afraid nothing will. Hi, this is Stephanie Bond, author of the Coma Girl Daily Podcast. Do you have a favorite character in the Coma Girl story? Share your opinion with other Coma Girl fans in the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.